Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Orlando Sanchez. Uh, I am with you as we are every week on Facebook Live, and we're delighted that you've taken a few minutes of your time to join us. We have a very important and very interesting program for you this week, as they all are. Uh, we have you know thousands of people that watch the program, and we're grateful for our continued uh, support. And we'd encourage you to go on Facebook and share uh, our site and uh, let everyone know that we are online and um, uh, every week. So this morning, as usual, I'm joined by my partner, Andrea Gomez, who I'll bring in in just a moment. But today we have a very important guest. And uh, her name is Brenda Mata, and Brenda is from Laredo, which is in South Texas. It is one of our border counties, one of our border cities. And um, interestingly, um, Brenda has been a law-abiding, hardworking college student who was trying to do the right thing and uh, went back to doing what she does for a living and uh, try to generate some revenue and pay for her expenses. And... Um, and the city of Laredo, Texas, uh, organized a sting operation. And um, uh, as I understand, and I'll let her tell the story, dozens of police officers raided her house and arrested her for simply doing what most Texans, um, you know, uh, do, and that is participate in the private economy, in the private sector, and being entrepreneurial. So we're delighted that we have uh, Brenda from uh, from Laredo with us this morning. Voy a presentar a mi amiga Andrea Gomez. Andrea, good morning. Brenda, thank you so much for being with us this morning and tell us your story and for being so brave. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, it means a lot for me to be able to share my story. I want to start by saying that uh, I was aware that I wasn't supposed to be working, but since I did have you know, things to pay. My parents own a, a business too, and their business wasn't going very well either. Um, I decided to keep on working since my clients were willing to keep on coming to the to their appointment. So I was like, okay, so if they don't have a problem coming, I don't have a problem giving the service, you know? So I saw the money coming in as a way to help my parents, you know, with little things, it's, it's not a lot of money. I saw it as, you know, maybe buying groceries, um, you know, paying for their gas or my gas, you know, things like that. And well, I usually also pay the insurance for my car. So I needed the money to pay for insurance too. So that was the reason why I decided not to stop working. And well, one day I, I was at my house and I got a message from um, someone. I don't remember the name, but uh, they were asking me for an appointment, and I usually, to book the appointments, I usually ask for a deposit, It's which is like $5, like super low money. And the person said, because I usually get them through, you know, cash out, people, things like that, through the phone. And the person said, I don't have a card, so can I go give it to you cash? And I said, yeah. And I gave him my address, and a few minutes later, he texted me, I'm outside. So I went outside, and... A different person was outside so i asked the person are you here for this other person and that that person said yes i'm here for them i'm here to pay the money that they're gonna need um to for the appointment and i said okay and they said can you 
explain me how all of this works and I and then I thought it was kind of weird because I had already talked to the other person but I was like okay um no problem so I explained everything I was like you give me a deposit right now and the day of your appointment you give you pay the rest and they said okay they gave me the five dollars I put them away and I was gonna book the appointment on my phone this was like outside my house at the driveway and once I started like booking the appointment on my phone everyone like the police started getting to my house and I, I got arrested. <laughs> I want you to give us a background of your business because we didn't explain what kind of business you have and why you decide, I mean, like why it was earlier as before that uh, Governor Abbott ordered that you can open. So give us a little background of your business. Yes, um, I do eyelash extensions one by one on like the natural lashes. That's pretty much it. So Brenda, you essentially have a salon that uh, performs a service and you operate out of your home. Your your home is your business establishment. And so you're, as I understand, um, the local government set up a, set you up, so to speak. They're, they're using taxpayer resources and police time to conduct an investigation and arrest you for putting eyelashes on people and trying to make a little money for your family. Now, I, I wanna ask you a question. As a citizen of Laredo and a taxpayer of Laredo, Texas, do you think there's a better use of your money from, from, from as a taxpayer? In other words, for example, I'm of the opinion that if I'm paying taxes to the city of Houston, I want the city of Houston to be arresting violent criminals and not organizing sting operations on hair salons and eyelash extenders. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just wondering if, you, were you shocked to see how the resources of your city are being used? Totally, totally. I actually, I gave an interview went last Wednesday and I actually mentioned like, I know they have better things to do better than like arresting me, coming to my house, wasting time here. Cause I know I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just working and I, I know there's a ton of people here that are criminals, like real criminals that they need to be arrested, not me. I know I know they have better things to do. Uh, I, wanna, I, I wanna try to get a little background on you, Brenda, because we, we introduced you, but we didn't. Um, so you are from Laredo, but you're perfectly bilingual, or is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I was actually born in Mexico and I was, uh, I lived over there like 10 years and then I moved here and I've been living here for 10 years. So half and half. So, um, so your, your Spanish and, and, you, and your English are very good. And uh, I want to say that I'm extremely proud of you for going public uh, because, um, you know, it's not easy for somebody like you. I'm sure that you weren't involved in public policy or public politics before you were arrested and it's it's awfully brave of you at 20 years of age having just been arrested by the authorities in Laredo Texas for trying to generate some income for your family now had, were you involved in politics before this occurred no not not at all I don't know anything about politics I just started like learning a little bit when after my arrest and um, I guess the question is, 
I think that there's a misconception in the state of Texas that a lot of Latinos, and by the way, the three of us that are on this program, Andrea and Brenda and myself, we're all immigrants. We're all immigrants to this country. And as I think I'm going to speak for myself, but I also think I speak for Brenda and Andrea. One of the things we value the most is our liberty and the rights that the Constitution affords us as citizens of this country. And it's just shocking to me that a government can can come into your house and force you to do certain things. And if you're not compliant, uh, they will arrest you. Uh, and 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 frankly, as I understand, Brenda, you were taking all the necessary precautions that you felt were important, like, you know, wearing protective equipment like gloves and, and, and masks. And you were asking your clients to do the same thing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I even asked them to come by themselves to the appointment because I usually allow one person with them. But I, I, I asked them, you know what? I just need the person that's going to get the service and that's it. So it's shocking to me that uh, I don't think government has a responsibility to be involved in a private transaction where two adults make the decision to engage in, in, a, in commerce, particularly in your case, when it was your residence. Your clients chose to come, chose to follow your directions. And I see, for example, no difference between me going to Home Depot and, and, and purchasing products or people coming to Brenda's house and purchasing eyelashes. And so I think it's a diminution, a reduction of our liberties and our constitutional freedoms when you choose to do that to help your family provide financial resources and the government arrests you that, in my opinion, is a government out of control. I'm just wondering, Brenda, what are your thoughts? Well, you pretty much said it all. I mean, I think it was pretty unfair that they wasted, I mean, money, time, and everything doing or, or arresting me for providing service when you can totally go to, I don't know, I don't know, just HEB, and there's a ton of people there. And I don't know, you come to my house to get the service, and, and it's just me and you, you know? Like it's there's a difference, but I mean you're I feel like you're safer where it's just um two persons, not a ton of people like at ATV or things like that. You know what I mean? So I think it was pretty unfair, yeah. Uh, uh, Brenda, I, I wanna ask you something because we have people already uh liking the this um uh, Facebook Live and also commenting. And we have somebody um, is asking you if you get a support from Shelly Luther. And to give a background of who is Shelly Luther, she is a hairstylist from Dallas that also got arrested. And then when she saw what happened to you and another lady in Laredo that got arrested, so she went down to Laredo. And uh, it's my belief, and that's what I read on the news, that she brought. Uh, two checks, one for you, one from the other lady to support you guys, but also she was there when everything happened in front of City Hall. So tell us a little bit of, uh, about that. Yes, she. this actually happened last week, last Wednesday. Um, she came over 
to help us. I was there with her and Sandra and she actually told us like, whatever you need, we're, I'm gonna be here. You have my number, you can call me if you need anything, just don't don't hesitate to call me. And she actually did provide us with some um, financial help and she was really nice. She was really um, understanding and she was really sorry that everything, all of this happened to us. And I mean, I am too, like it, it was totally unnecessary, but she, yeah, she did. She helped us a lot. And another thing, Brenda, it's um, even though did you decide to open and you post on Facebook that you change your, I mean, that you were going to start taking your clients. This is the post that you put and warning people that you were going to take all the precautions, that you were going to follow the CDC uh, rules and that you're going to uh, sanitize everything, that everybody's going to wear a mask. So you post that. So you were following everything. And also you share with us pictures of your clients wearing masks during um, after the, you know, during the procedure that you were doing with the eyelashes. So tell us a little bit of what you, um, you decide to open, but you decide to open no, no being not responsible. You were being responsible, uh, with the situation. So tell us about that. Yes, actually, um, well, I live with my parents and um, I usually, every decision I take about my business, I talk to them about it. Um, and they, I was talking to them. I was um, actually, I asked them, do you, do you think I should like close during the pandemic? And they said, well, if you're will, if your clients are willing to come, then I think you should provide the service for them. So, but my mom actually told me, um, I think you should be taking precautions because it's well, we're, there's virus out there. You know, you you can die from it or things like that. They're saying, but um. So we were, I mean, we were not one, I wasn't wanting to uh, close my business, but I was actually, I was afraid of getting, you know, the virus. So, and my parents were too, because I mean, they're exposed as well. So they told me, you know what, maybe it's better if you do these things, uh, just in case they have the virus with them, or maybe they have contact with someone so that they, I mean, it's not as possible to get um, the viruses. Brenda, let me ask you, do you know if you're a mayor, uh, obviously the mayor is in, in charge of the city and this was a city of Laredo Police Department, if, as I understand? Uh, yeah. Okay. There's the. Uh, do you know if the mayor is a conservative or is he a liberal down in, in, in Laredo? I have no idea. Yeah. It's, a, it's a liberal, uh, Orlando. What Does I understood your... from the news, Orlando, it was um, people that was supporting Brenda was more the um, the Republicans and people that it was against the whole situation. It was the, the Democratic. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I'm just wondering if the, uh, if the elections in, uh, in, uh, in Laredo are nonpartisan for the municipal races. But anyway, this highlights the th this this highlights the problem, Andrea and Brenda, that I talked about last week is in a in a constitutional democracy like ours, where we value the individual and an individual's liberty and their right to provide for themselves and their family, we cannot easily give government the power to interject themselves in a private transaction um, because they have deemed that it is 
what they're going to do. Uh, example, we have a website in Houston, Texas, where our county judge has set up what I call a snitch site so that you can turn in violators of uh, the mass gathering ordinances or decrees. She also threatened to fine citizens of Harris County $1,000 at the same time that she was emptying the county jails of violent criminals that have now perpetrated violent crimes in Harris County. And uh, it got so bad that all of the police unions in Houston, Harris County and the city of Houston held press conferences telling the young uh, county judge that uh, they were not going to enforce the fines. We now have, as you all know, the liberals in the state of Texas have claimed that we conservatives have a war on women. Well, it seems to me that both in Dallas and Laredo, the war on women is being perpetrated by the liberals who are arresting females who are individual entrepreneurs for trying to provide for their families. You know, and uh, that's a real war on women, in my opinion. And where are the women nowadays standing up for women who are being arrested? How come they're not arresting men? Uh, but anyway, uh, the point is that, uh, you know, we cannot cede our liberty, our freedoms, our ability to associate, our ability to provide for our families as we choose to government. I think the role of government and the role of the city of Laredo in Harris County, in Travis County, in Dallas County, is to inform the public of the scientific data that they have and let the public make their choices. So those that don't want to be exposed to a virus can choose to wear a mask, or they can choose to stay home, or they can choose to, you know, distance themselves from relatives and friends. I think most people will do that. But there are people that choose to go out in public and uh, purchase items and purchase services as they did from Brenda. And government, in my opinion, does not have a role in either fining, threatening, or arresting those individuals that are exercising their liberty. That's my editorial comment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a question, uh, Brenda. Um, somebody's asking you if you are getting the support from the community and also if you have received any threats. I don't know how to answer that question. Well, I mean, I did get support from, um, from some people, um, mostly not from here. Um, the most the support I got was mostly from San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, you know, out of Laredo. But I did I do have um um uh, Sandra Wibn that is um uh, with me. She's um we've been in contact ever since. She's been um trying to help me and everything. So um yeah, I is been any threat <laughs> did you been receive out of like, you know, people threatening you or something? No, not really. I um I haven't really gotten any threat or anything. Uh, Brenda, let me ask you a question. Um, I'm sure that you have a lot of friends that are your age, right? That are probably apolitical, that were never involved in politics, right? Never thought about politics, never thought about a police state, right? And the powers of the government to arrest and threaten citizens. I'm curious as to what your friends are saying about what happened to you. Well, actually, my my friends are telling me that 
what happened was wrong. That there's um, definitely some type, of, uh, some type of corruption going on. Okay, I, I think, and Andrea, this this is going to be another editorial comment. So sit tight for just a second. Um, <laughs> As, as you all know, um, Texas Latino conservatives is um, operating as two entities. Um, Texas Latino conservatives operates as a 501c4 nonprofit organization that provides education uh, to Latinos across the state of Texas about public policy and the political process. We want to encourage more participation by Latino conservatives in the state of Texas. But the Texas Latino Conservatives also has a political action committee. It's called a PAC, Political Action Committee. And our purpose is to support and encourage Latinos to run for office, to become involved in public policy, to raise money to help these young Latinos. And one comment I want to make is that the liberal left in the state of Texas, and I want to thank them. I want to thank them. I want to thank the Dallas County. I want to thank Laredo. I want to thank Harris County and Lena Hidalgo because they're helping us. They're threatening to arrest. They are arresting. They are fining. They are setting up websites so that we snitch and spy on each other. We understand that there is a virus running around. We're all responsible citizens. Give us the information. Let us make our choices how we want to live. But don't threaten us. Don't use our public resources, the money that we pay in taxes to our police department and the court system to come threaten us and take away our liberties. And, and, and this is important because nowhere do I see any state statute or legislation that gives these specific powers, these ominous powers to local governments to threaten, to arrest, and to fine us. And so enough is enough. And I think it's incumbent, and I'm gonna say it again, for those of you in the Texas legislature that are watching this, you folks need to discuss what kind of powers you're gonna give these out of control local governments uh, rather than just giving them a carte blanche. And so, you know, this is probably something that our state senators and state representatives need to talk about. Um, Brenda, let me ask you, after this, I understand you said you got involved with a candidate that's running for U.S. Congress. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And uh, it, 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 do you know if she's a conservative or is she a liberal? I mean, I know she's a Republican. Okay, so chances yeah. are that this candidate that's running for U.S. Congress who decided to jump in to help you is a conservative. Um, have you been contacted by any liberal Democrats? Have they come to your aid, to your support? Because, you know, the liberal left, uh, they, they all think we Latinos are liberal leftists, right? Has, so has any liberal Democrat come to your aid? No, not at all. So there you go, Andrea. You know, it's 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 just amazing to me how the left operates. Uh, it, 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 it just I can't find the words to describe how they one take us for granted, two think that we are going to do exactly as they tell us, and they don't realize that we're taxpaying, hardworking, freedom loving uh, people here in the state of Texas, just like in the 1830s. It was the Tejanos in the state of Texas that rebelled against Santa Ana and Mexico City. Latinos in Texas haven't changed. It doesn't matter if we come from Mexico, Colombia, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, 
We are all freedom-loving Americans. That's my editorial comment, Andrea. Another editorial comment. Okay, well, Brenda, we're getting more comments. We have one from Elisa Pinales. I don't know if you know her. She said, eh, Brenda, estamos para apoyarte. En todo te queremos eh, mucho. Así que eh, eh, la gente te está apoyando, la gente está escribiendo. And for uh, those that just um, connect with us or tune with us, I want to give you a little background of what we're talking today. We are here with Brenda Mata. She lives in Laredo, Texas, uh, Webb County. And she was uh, last month, uh, along with another lady that is also doing, um, she does her, no Brenda, Brenda does eyelashes, but another lady that does her, they decide to open earlier as um, uh, no governor uh, and decide to not follow the governor, Greg Abbott. Um, decision. So they decide to open earlier and um, they got arrested. They both got arrested. I don't know, uh, Brendan, you're going to talk a little bit about that. That's a little bit of a month after they got arrested and they got released after three hours. They were in jail. Uh, and it was last week when it was in front of the city hall in Laredo, Texas, when uh, a lady from another hairstylist from Dallas that also got arrested last month decide to come down to Laredo and support Brenda and the other lady. So this is the video that we are seeing and people are um, demanding freedom and they're demanding their rights. And we see people like they say capital, capitalists before socialists any day, Trump 2020. So people are supporting Brenda in this rally last week. And that's why we have Brenda today. So Brenda, Tell us a little bit, what is your plans from now on? Um, what did situation change your life? Now, well, after I got arrested, uh, the police tried to change the story saying that um, they arrested me because I wasn't li licensed. And well, that's not true. Like they didn't arrest me for that. So um, I'm not licensed. I'm not. Um, so now I'm kind of easy about going back to work because I'm now afraid that um, I'm going to get fined or arrested or whatever because I'm not licensed. So what I'm thinking of doing now is um, probably going back to school to get licensed and to be able to continue with my business. I want to say, uh, you know, um, I, I was saying earlier, I want to thank the liberal left and the Democrats in the state of Texas and these out of control local governments for pushing young people like Brenda over to the conservative side, because now you have a young lady who is now afraid. She's, she was trying to do the right thing at 20 years of age. She's already graduated from Laredo College. Uh, she, as I understand, has a degree in culinary arts. Uh, she was trying to provide for her family. She was trying to follow CDC guidelines. The police arrest her for violating, you know, the 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 local orders. And and now she's afraid. That's that's exactly what the liberal left wants us to do. They want us to fear exercising our liberty and our freedoms. And uh, I am delighted that and i'm sorry uh brenda that this happened to you i'm sorry that you had to go through this i'm sorry your parents who are immigrants i'm sure as well had to witness the local government arresting you for doing something that you thought was beneficial for your family but i simply want to say thank you to the democrats thank you to the liberals for pushing young latinos in the state of texas 
over to the conservative side. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're going to continue to highlight this. And Brenda, I don't know if you're going to get involved in politics. I hope you do someday. But I want to offer you the opportunity to get involved with a conservative movement in the state of Texas and talk to your friends. We we welcome the young Latino uh, leaders of the future. I think you're a future leader. I, I hope that you know, you're very successful in your restaurants or whatever it is you want to do in life. But I want you to be I want this to be a life lesson to you and to your friends that it is important to understand that your liberty can be taken away like that in a flash by an out of control liberal left wing government. I came from a country that did that to us. I was born in Havana, Cuba, and we've had a dictatorship in Havana, Cuba for 58 years. Cubans cannot get on Zoom, cannot get on Facebook, and have a free conversation like we're doing. Brenda, you and your generation need to value those liberties that are afforded to you as an immigrant, as a citizen of the United States, and I think that you ought to fight for it. And I'm sorry you had to go through this, but I'm delighted that you're speaking up, and I admire you for your courage. Brenda, it's another question for you that um, people are asking if you consider it uh, politics in the future. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, that question makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can. I mean, consider it. It's well, I actually hard. like the I like I like the slogan "Mata for Governor." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were. Um, I mean, I know you were very young and probably you never uh, thought about uh, politics in uh, before this situation came out to you. Yeah, that's but what is your what is your vision and your um, and your perspective and everything did you learn from this situation now? What is your mind and your perspective on politics? What can I say? I mean, like you said, I never expected to be in this situation. I. I actually, whenever it happened, whenever everything happened, I never expected to get so much attention all over the country or all over the state. I mean, it definitely changed my mind. I, I was, this is this is kind of like funny to say, but I was one of those persons that didn't like Trump at all because of the everything that's been going on with the immigration because I'm an immigrant and things like that. But now that I see what he's trying to do for our country, it's I mean, it, it's it's really important to maintain the economy going because I mean, I saw it myself. My family saw it them, them, themselves. I mean, it is hard to close businesses. It is hard for us to um, not have enough money to make it through the month. Brenda, <laughs> I, I, I'm delighted. I am absolutely <laughs> delighted that you brought that immigration issue up. And I, I'm glad that you admitted that you are not a fan of Donald Trump's. Um, yeah. And and I can understand that because uh, as a young person, you probably watch the news media, right? So all your information comes from the news and they're yeah. always showing children in cages. You know what? Well, we all know the Democrats started uh, separating children from immigrant families when they cross the border illegally. But let me let me say something to you, because we're all immigrants. Yeah. Cesar Chavez, who was a leader in the farm worker movement in California many, many, many years ago, was also opposed to illegal immigration. Let me tell you why. Because with illegal immigrants, 
they don't have licenses. They don't pay for college. They come here and they work hard. We all recognize that. But what happens is that an illegal alien works for a lot less money than you and I work for. And so what Donald Trump, in my opinion, and what this federal government should have done many, many, many years ago was to limit immigration to help the American worker. And so I think that you're absolutely correct that you now realize that the reason we have to have limits and a legal immigration system, not an illegal one, because we we all support immigration. Uh, The three of us are immigrants, but we don't support illegal immigration. We don't support lawlessness. We don't just support a Gestapo type government, you know. And so, uh, yes, let's have immigration. Let's embrace people from Mexico. And I tell people all the time, we should be grateful that Mexico is our, our neighbor. I mean, wonderful people that have contributed tremendously to our state and to America. That's not the issue. But just again, for everybody watching, you know, just because we're Latinos, just because we're immigrants, doesn't mean we support lawlessness and illegal immigration. And so I am delighted Brenda brought that issue up. That was not an issue for today's discussion. But I am convinced that Brenda is seeing, and I'm telling you folks, that the liberal left is driving young people like Brenda and her friends into the conservative movement in this state. Another editorial comment. Another one. Yeah, the third one. (laughs) Well, uh, Brenda, we have um, Sandra Whitten uh, watching us, and she said, uh, Brenda, we are so proud of you here in Laredo. She is running for Congress and she is Republican. So she's watching you. She's so proud of you. And so and we also proud of you. I mean, you're only 20 years old and you stand for yourself. And that was and Andrea, I want to say I want to say to Sandra, who's watching and tuning in, she's running for U.S. Congress down in South Texas in and around the Webb County area. Thank you for supporting a young Latina who, through no fault of her own, was arrested, was handcuffed has a mugshot, you know, there's no reason for a government to ruin a young lady's life. You know, some of y'all may think this is a joke, but, you know, Brenda now has an arrest record and uh, this is going to cost her money to get an attorney to try to clear up her good name. And this is all caused by an out of control leftist government in the state of Texas. And so, um, Thank you for running for U.S. Congress. We want to wish you well. Our political action committee is precluded by law from helping you because we are a state PAC, but we are aware that you're running for Congress. We're also aware that you're standing up for the Latino community. We also understand that you understand that not all of us Latinos are Democrat leftists, that we are liberty-loving, entrepreneurial, free market, American flag-carrying patriots of this country. So, Good luck to you and your run for U.S. Congress, and thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, we also have Michelle Briseño. She said, Brenda, we are with you. So people are definitely showing you, showing you support, and I think little by little and days pass by, people are realizing more about that you did the right thing for you, for your family, and for uh, to set an example for uh, others in the community. 
Also, Andrea, I want to take this opportunity to mention that, as I spoke earlier, we are a 501c4. We are a nonprofit uh, organization dedicated to educating uh, the Latino community about public policy in the state of Texas, about politics in general. We encourage people to participate in elections. We want them to vote. And we want them to have all the facts. We also want our young future leaders of the state of Texas to have a good education. And so, Brenda, I, I think that we want to um, let you know that we're going to, if you go back to, to school to get your licenses to perform your what you do for your livelihood, we want to help you. And we're going to uh, we're going to send you a small con uh, scholarship, not to you directly, but we're going to send it to the school that you choose to go to. So stay in touch with us. Let us know where you go to school, where you get accepted. And the Texas Latino conservatives will make a, a scholarship contribution to the school that you choose to attend. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me, your support. Ooh, well, thank you well. for having us. I'm going to, I'm going to read also uh, Sandra. Sandra Lean within this uh, sending another message. She said, I said I would stand up and fight for the people of Texas CD28. She is my people and I will fight for her in our community. The Latino community is special to me. Thank you for what you are doing on the state level, Orlando and the TLC. So well, thank you, watching. Brenda, and thank you for what you're doing. I had uh, actually this morning before we did this program, I was going through social media, and I know I noticed on uh, a news clip that appears on my Google phone. It showed Nancy Pelosi swearing in two Republican members of Congress in special elections. So I can't wait to see the day that you're sworn in as a member of the U.S. Congress from the Webb County in South Texas, and we want to wish you all the best. Um, Sandra, thank you for taking the time uh, to participate. Thank you for your courage. Uh, I can't believe how courageous you are and that you're willing to share your story because there is a political statement behind this. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for standing up and for sharing this information with the rest of Texas and most importantly, with your generation. So with that, I want to invite everybody to visit our website. It's TexasLatinoConservatives.com. You can become a member of the PAC. We will send you a beautiful T-shirt. We will send you a membership card. You will get our monthly newsletter, which is called El Chisme. You will be invited to our Platica and Politics meetings every month where we have conservative leaders talk to the community. We've held them in South Texas, down in Maverick County. We've had them in Harris County. We organize them in San Antonio and the Bear County area. And we want to remind you that in September, the Texas Latino conservatives will be conducting a bus tour of about four or five South Texas counties. And we're going to have a mess of Latino conservatives on the buses. And we're going to have rallies. And we're going to talk to you all about conservative principles. We're going to talk to you guys about what's important to us Latino conservatives. And we're going to encourage you to get involved and participate in politics and have your voice be heard. You can join the pack. I think it's 35 bucks for one year. And uh, we would be delighted to have you as a member. Follow us on Facebook, like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have our own YouTube channel. We do this program every week. 
we also do teletown halls on important issues. We've had uh, three teletown halls, one on education that was very important for the state of Texas. We've had one on the coronavirus where we had an epidemiologist, a bilingual epidemiologist from the University of Texas Health Science Center here in Houston, Texas. And we've had an economic uh, teletown hall with members of the banking community, the Small Business Administration, uh, and uh, several other people that are helping our community by sharing information. So get involved with the PAC, become a member of the PAC, and um, we'll see you guys next week.